So it is August the s- no, is it? What? It is August. It is August, August the 7th? 6th. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, 2018. This is Raptors in the Kitchen. Uh, I am Paco Rodriguez. Forgot how to start one of these. <laughs> I am joined by Tommy Bass. Hello. And Neil McCullough. Good evening. Uh, hopefully a less echoey episode this time, but like we are using the omnidirectional mic, which I still haven't mastered. So Okay. And by haven't mastered, I mean... I can't be bothered to learn how to use it right. We could sort all <laughs> these things out if you sent us monies and we could buy yeah. proper yeah. equipment. Who? Who? Do you know, no like, the three people, like the three people that listen to this. You fucking absolutely. No way. Like, take that, that's getting cut out. I'm not, no I'm not like using send, this. Send us cash. I'm not using this as like a, an online begging method. What are you talking about? For weeks we've been talking about Jaffa cakes and Lucas's and shit. Yeah, that's different. I don't mind taking that's money from corporations. Neil's literally begging people who listen. <laughs> I wouldn't say begging. I'm merely, I'm merely suggesting that if you enjoy our content and maybe wish to hear more of it in better quality... Dude, this that... is a conversation for when we've got more than four Canadians listening to this. <laughs> yeah, but you subscribe to Patreon. Uh, no, I don't. What, Giant Bomb stuff? No, no, I paid no, Giant Bomb I, directly. I, I pay Giant Bomb directly. Right, okay. I used to Patreon um, Marion said I love wrestling, but then introduced a couple of characters which I really didn't like. So what's the difference then? Because, I mean, I, I don't do any of that. I mean, like, I've got a subscription to Giant Bomb Premium, which mm-hmm. means, like, there's like a lot of content that they put out that you don't have that, you can't watch it. Mm. And to be fair, I don't watch it. Like, I, I just... I listen to their podcasts and stuff all the time. Like, I think they're really cool guys. And, like, I've got that subscription as a way of just saying thanks because, like, they essentially get me through a lot of shifts. Like, a, you know... I, I, watch, a lot, I watch a lot of their premium content. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, like, any money going to Giant Bomb goes to them. Right. Whereas if you put money into Patreon, Patreon take a cut of it. Yeah. Right, okay. Okay. They're a facilitator. Right, they're the middlemen. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Uh, but, I mean, that's a conversation for... Way down the road, <laughs> uh, if this ever takes off, which is a really good tour. <laughs> it's been like seven years. Yeah, but it's seven yeah. years of not really trying. It's yeah, seven, if, seven if it, years of like the most we do is share the link on Twitter to the <laughs> tiny Twitter following. Mm. Uh, if we put effort yeah. in, the channel could totally grow, the podcast well, could grow. Like, if we managed to actually like put it up on the same day every week. That's not me saying that oh, yeah, you're not doing your job, Pago. That's me saying that because of our schedules, we record on random days every yeah. every week, and we're we've become slaves to film release schedules as well, where we wait for big releases. I mean, at least like we're we're putting stuff out on average once a week. Yeah, like yeah, no, no, we're never putting it out. You know, fair enough, it is unreliable, but that's just how I roll, so... And we still yeah. got, like, some of the, you know, supplementary stuff we were talking about. I mean, you were talking about doing an Evangelion one. Um, we were talking about... <laughs> now you're totally going to have to do that, because you've now put it out. Well, because the four Canadians make forces to... Oh, what? You... <laughs> I love it. Was you're it... actually acting like this is a massive podcast. Hold on, as like, well. Fan feedback. It was, it was, it was your idea. Yo. Dress for the job you want. Yeah, it was a joke. until you make it. I tried to say it to Tommy for a while. So just do fake emails. <laughs> fake emails. Um, but yeah, but yeah, we've got loads of other stuff that we're going to do. I'm de- I mean, I'm still going to do the Halloween one. I mean, you guys could do loads of other stuff, man. Like, I'm 
I'm barely in this as it is. <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> You're uh, the one that wants to just, watch just wait till I learn to edit it. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. So, will we jump straight into the news? If I don't know, Tommy. How is, how, how's, how's your week, week been, Tom? It's alright, man. Not really done much. Not what I, what I watched a film. How um, many multiples of your weekly recommended alcohol units have you actually taken <laughs> this week? Well, I'm saying I didn't have a heavy weekend. But other than that... Hey, what did you do? Um, Drink I, constantly? On Friday, <laughs> I hung out with uh, Lee. Um, and then on Saturday... Is Lee, that Lee of the Monster Closet? Yes, that's right. At Monster Closet PC on Twitter? The one that you're on, yeah. 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 And then uh, I... Um, does, does he still have a moustache? He's got a goatee now. Does he? Yeah. And, and then, the moustache? Yes. Yes. Is that a full mm. thing? And then he came here on Saturday and we sat on pizza and like watched Rick We and sat Marty. on pizza? And we talked a lot about David Fincher and just films in general. Uh, that's just what... And then, uh, as I said, we watched... Rick and Morty ate pizza, discussed what was the best Star Trek. Do you remember the name of the comedian we watched? Number two. Yeah, um, it was like something, is it Sergoni? Tom Segura. Segura, yeah. He was pretty funny. Um, So I would recommend that on Netflix. Here's the question. Are you using my Netflix? No. No. Right, okay. It was just because you brought up Tom Segura and I was going through Netflix looking for something to watch the other day. And somebody has watched a Tom Segura thing. It wasn't me. No, look, okay. <laughs> we've, we've had. Oh, actually, yeah, I forgot, I forgot that he might be, oh. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's who I'd bet on. I actually recently made Tommy uh, make his own Netflix profile because, like, I was <laughs> sick of it just not understanding what I wanted to see. Or <laughs> anything that's not sci fi, he doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't care. Pretty much. Pretty sci fi selection's not that great. It's mm. not, it really isn't. Yeah. But hey, what can you do? Yeah. He didn't like that one that you recommended. Uh, was it op- not Open Space? Final Space. Final Space. It was my brother that recommended it. Well, he, you well recommended I recommended it to you because yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, the main, M- the main was character all right. is so fucking irritating. Like, hey, it just felt like a total rip-off of Rick and Morty. With like, I'm sure there was like stolen jokes in there. There was like jokes I'd heard at other places that they just used in it. I... But yeah, I'm not going to watch any more of that. I didn't like it at all. Are you looking forward I th- I to? I think it, get, it gets better as it goes on. Are you looking forward to the prospect of Patrick Stewart returning as Picard for a new Star Trek? Completely series? depends in which capacity. Because mm. it's not. It's not going to do Discovery, right? Or that's what it? I'm thinking though. Like if he's just in. No, it's Star Trek it's Discovery. A new thing, supposedly. Right. Yeah. But then, do you trust him to make a decent new Star Trek film? In the current climate. Like no. I, it's the same as my kind of stock answer with all these things though. Just wait and see how it goes, man. Like if it's good, then great. If it's not, then mm. whatever. I've already been disappointed by like several years of Star Trek at this point. So I am going to this this week. Uh, I'm going to watch Empire Records for the first time. You will. I not don't think you'll like, like it. That. Okay. Uh, it's will... the sort of film you should watch when you're a teenager. Yeah, like even yeah. even teenage Tommy, I think, wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, you you will find all the characters pretentious or offensive. I, I think you'll probably quite like um, Anthony LaPaglia. He's alright. He's good. Is that Alex? He's, he's the owner. Right. Alright. Okay. Right. Okay. Like he's 
well, a solid, proper character. Well, the rest of them are just 90s American douchebags. Right. A friend of mine from work, um, he seen that it was on at that Burnt Church Film Club thing, and he was like, do you want to come with me, man? I really want to come. Yeah. And I was like, I've not seen it, and I don't know. And he's like, I'll go on. And I was like, all right. So. Ro- Robin Tooney is the worst in that film. Is she the lassie from End of Days? Yes. Right. Is that the one who shaves her head? Yes. Yeah, I thought she was actually all right. But... She's... Uh... Uh, everybody's everybody's there. Like I enjoy Empire Records because I saw it yeah. at the right time, right. and I was of the right age for it. Right. It's but got a good soundtrack. There are good jokes, but I really don't uh, think. Yeah, it everybody's it. such a cliche. Okay. The one character is I think it late nineties, mid mid year. Right. I think like the one character you might kind of like is a Mark, the guy who's like just a total. Idiot stoner, like a. Uh, he's, uh, he's like I think you might kind of like him because like there's loads of bits where everybody's like being all serious and shit, and he's just up for a laugh. There's there's a lot of films though where it's like you should have seen it at a particular age. I mean, fair enough, I wasn't of that age to watch it, but I still haven't seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High. But I'd imagine I'd probably like that. Ah, uh, but that's because you'll really like the eighties. But at the same, uh, I liked um, Dazed and Confused. I didn't see that when I was a teenager. I think like I don't think you had, you the, had to. Though. The thing that might win you over in this one is like at, at Empire Records is kind of root is very much like when you were working at the Odeon. It's that whole kind of small group of friends in their first job kind of thing, like you know, all working together and kind of. Is it, yeah, is it, is it the whole trying to say the rec centre plot? Yeah. yeah. yeah, That might be alright. I, I just think you'll find a lot of the characters really insufferable. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. Like, like, no, they, knowing the type of people you don't like yeah. in real life. Liv Tyler and like the guy who I don't know what his name is. Alex is the character's name. But, like, I, I, what, I was, I was going to say Paul London, but he's a wrestler. Like, he's a wrestler. She, <laughs> she, she's like a goody two-shoes, like a student who has this, like a kind of kind of drug addiction because like she's she's in the speed and then like he, like these are like the main two characters kind of it's, it is an ensemble but like they're kind of the two the two kind of you know main ones like and he's like a kind of really pretentious artist who spends time gluing money to the floor like a yeah yeah, yeah. That was and then it's like it's neil said like you've got that, like that other kind of just really high strung girl who like shaves her head and stuff and wants attention they, yeah, have, uh, they have a funeral for her, even though she's not dead. Yeah. Oh. oh well. Um, so the bar is set quite low for me then. Okay. Yeah, you. It's a time and place thing, and even just like a character thing, where like most of the characters you're not going to like. But uh, there's films I like where not necessarily all none of the characters are likable, but it just depends. Like you know, if the film at its root, it, like you know, speaks to you, like you know, like we say, it's the whole save the rex center plot. That might be alright, because if, you know, it's about folk banding together to get shit done, that might be cool. And then you get films where you just, there's loads of characters I don't like, but it's like, I laugh at them rather than with them. You are really not going to like most of these, though, because I even forgot about Lucas. Yeah, You're going to fucking dollar. hate Lucas. Okay. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what you think about it afterwards. I mean, is it just a, a teenage comedy? Yeah. Ugh, it's... I mean, is that a it's, dark comedy? It's, it's no, very, it's not. It's not a dark comedy in any sense of the word. Who's it's, the dude? Is it Nick Hornby that wrote the High Fidelity? Aye, it's kind of like that, but American. I like it's High Fidelity, Fidelity American. Mm, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's High well, Fidelity. The films anyway. American, yes. I, I would say it's more. It's more clueless that style of comedy. 
Right, okay. Oh, I would disagree with that. <laughs> right, well, I will uh, report back we'll to see, you. We'll see. Uh, when is that one? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. So I'll report back to you about that one. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive straight into the news then, <laughs> shall we? Um, no, not, man, nobody's going to ask me. No. My life doesn't matter or not. What'd you How, do, Neil? How's your week been, Neil? It's been alright. You worked. Then, you worked. I worked. You watched some stuff. Mm. You sat. Watched a few films. Uh, fitting, unpacked my stuff. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, like, have we mentioned it? Like, did we mention last week? How is that? Well, we mentioned that we were recording from... from yeah, but from, did we mention why? It's because you have moved. Oh, yeah. I've, I've moved house. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I finally unpacked my stuff. Um, yeah, that's yeah. really all I've done. It is. It's cool. Take stuff. I'm glad you uh, you forced us to ask you about it. <laughs> it's nice to be included. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's dive straight to the news then. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of news this week. Um, uh, first is about the Batman. Uh, Matt Reeves has nearly finished the script, uh, but there is no confirmation about Affleck. Uh, returning as Batman uh, and it should be ready to shoot in the spring I read somewhere that he's still connected somewhere, I think he's producing probably, because I think I think he was originally going to direct and he maybe even contribute to the script so I don't know as, you know that getting carried over the way Edgar <laughs> so Wright will, was will so Batman be from Boston then? nah, <laughs> I don't know who they'll get um, I don't even know who the fit you know, again I remember speaking to Lee about this and we were talking about like favourites for Batman. And I'm like, there's a couple of obvious names in there. Jake Gyllenhaal, he won't do it though. And I think, I remember at one point, uh, Lee, Lee suggested John Hamm. And I'm like, John Hamm? And I was like, well, I, that, mean, I could kind of see that. Yeah, that's I, fair I, enough. But apparently this is like, it's early, early Batman. Like kind of, right. it's a year one, but not being the story of year one. Mm. So that would mean then definitely, then surely an be a young be, guy. The <laughs> is out of the picture. Yeah. Tom Holland. <laughs> be Spider Man and Batman. Jeez, oh. why not? Yeah, why not? Mm, I don't think Marvel would let him. Actually, yeah, that's exactly why not. Like, there's an like, clause where they're not allowed to work for DC any Marvel guys. Maybe, um, but yeah, schedule wise, yeah, they won't let him. Um. Speaking of Spider-Man, um, Craven the Hunter is set to be the next uh, Spider-Man spin-off. Um, Why? I don't know. Uh, again, when I was reading it, um, as I might be pronounced this wrong, is it Sergi Cravener is a big game hunter and gains powers after taking a voodoo potion. I didn't and, know he had any powers. I thought he was just a really I, fucking good hunter. I don't really know Craven's backstory that much of I've ever read. Uh, Craven's last last hunt, yeah, because and, and kind of newer stuff that he's in that he's in Squirrel yeah. Girl. I was kind of just like, I mean, that's what I was going to ask you, Paco. I mean, I don't, you're not, and, and well, both of you actually you know more about the Spidey verse than I do. So that the guy's just a big game hunter, and that's it. Yeah, but like, he uh, comes he, to New York because he's specifically trying to hunt Spider Man. Yeah, right. I think he he's got kind of heightened senses. But I don't remember it being from any kind of a potion. Yeah, I don't remember any... Maybe the that's just something the from, didn't deal with. It might be from a run, from like a particular comic series of it. I don't know. Um, but this will join the likes of Venom, 
in Sony's Marvel Universe, but that is separate from the MCU. What, you, what did you think of the latest Venom trailer? It's messy. I thought it was really bad. I thought it looked absolutely terrible. It's messy. Very messy. It looks like there's going to be like 40 million villains. I, I can't get over that thing where someone said Venom just looks like an angry Mr. Tickles. Uh, have, you, have you seen uh, the memes going about where somebody's given Venom eyes? Big blue yeah, they're all they're, they're googly that, fun eyes. That's the film I want to see. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, the CG for it looks fucking. I mean, it's trailer yeah. CG, but I know what you mean. It's trailer CG, but it's this is the third trailer for it. See that so right? the CG the, should be a bit better. What was it the looks what was the fan film called that was out? Ages ago, years ago. Oh, it was like the it was the base of the series where it was, it was just Eddie Brock report. It was a black and uh, white yeah. short. That was good. Yeah, that was actually mm-hmm. well done. That was done. Uh, was that the, connected to Thomas Jane Punisher? Yeah, yeah. It, it was out. It was right about that bit. Yeah. yeah, the was it Dirty Laundry or something? Uh, it was called that again. Was also done really well. Um, but yeah, I I just keep. I mean, I know that it's cash monies, but Tom Hardy. What I mean, what does he need this for? I would. I just say he must have signed up knowing that there's some kind of edge to it, but it just doesn't look like it's got much going for it. It looks messy as fuck. I think part. I suppose part of my kind of apathy towards it is I don't, I just don't really think Venom's that good a character. I, I, well, I don't think Venom's a character that can carry a, a picture. Mm. I think he's a, a decent antagonist and a decent kind of side character and part of a team up, but. Yeah, I just even part of the Sinister Six. No, no. no. Uh, Even in this, like Eddie Brock looks like apologetic that he's beaten up people who tried to kill him and stuff like that. Like uh, that doesn't really jibe with like what Venom is supposed to be. Like Venom is supposed to be that whole kind of seduction of power thing. Like he's just he corrupts whatever he. There's a a couple of bits of the film though where it's like venom's talking to tom hardy and i say just let me do it and i'll show you everything that's great kind of thing and the, that the seduction of power there and then the eventuality where the just the head comes over and he is now venom um see when again this is going to sound silly but see like when eddie brock isn't i mean can he go from being venom to eddie brock or when eddie brock yeah. turns into venom he's just venom no so he, he can, he can he go back and forth right okay right um, he can suck it in. He, he can suck it in, and then he's, he can... he's very much like Guyver, Dark Hero. Right. Okay. Okay, that is not the comparison I thought we'd get to, but fair it is. You could say, well, I mean, like like the Hulk. That may have been an easier one. I don't know, man. The way the Guyver suit kind of comes out of David Hater's neck. Yeah, actually, the more okay. I think, the more I do think neck. about it, it's yeah. kind of what do you more mean? the Guyver. It's like the Guyver unit is like on the back of his head, and the back of his neck is it's got like a unit marks. is like a chip or something. It's like a, a kind of metallic box that, like, for some reason, shrinks down when it's what? when it's part of the person, and it's like all the actually, all the bits of armor like fly <clears> out <throat> of his neck and then like attached to him. All right, okay. Have you never seen Guyver Dark Hero? I, th- I thought maybe I had with you, but no, I guess not. We we watched bits of it like uh, when we were drunk years ago because like I wanted to show you the part where the Giver grabs this like kind of like I mean it's clearly just a foam suit. It's like a guy that kind of looks like a kind of like a rhino. He grabs his wrists and breaks them both at the same time before he like shoots out the guy's eyes with his laser cool. on his forehead. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I always remember watching that and thinking this looks like a Power Ranger movie. Yeah, yeah. 
But like for adults, because yeah. like you can legitimately like cut people's heads off and shit. Yeah. Is it good? No. No. <laughs> no, is it not fun in any way? You can no. imagine as a boring. Maybe a couple of cans in you, you just can go. Yeah. It's like yeah. similar to Thunderball. It's got like one tune that it plays throughout the entire movie, and a by the forty minute mark, you're like, for fuck's sake, kill me! Like this is terrible. Right. Okay. So hey. it's like Thunderball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, the the latest trailer for that's not great for Venom. Um, so. Christopher McQuarrie has explained that the whole moustache controversy with Cavill and the long and short of it is it would have cost them three million in digital reshoots to do MI Fallout. Money that Paramount weren't sure Disney would give them. Sorry, not Disney, Warner Brothers, which they absolutely would have. It just meant they would have halted production on MI Fallout and therefore it would have okay, prolonged... That's- their production. That's slightly different from what I read. I read that Paramount were adamant that they weren't shutting down production no matter what. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying is that no matter what but, I mean, I the way I look at it was, yeah, it would have cost them three million, they would have got it, so it would just be it was a scheduling thing, it's like we're not shutting this down because no. Thought, we we, we respect way, the fact yeah, that we want to help you, but we're not helping you. The, 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 the way I took that was Paramount were going Fuck off, Disney! You can't kind of bully us into doing this. Warners, our Warners. Yeah. Uh, Same thing so, is though. It's like such a nothing shot as well. Like uh, at the start of the film, like it's so bad. It's thing like, is, see if see if they'd waited like a few weeks. Cruz broke his uh, was it his ankle or his wrist? His, his ankle. ankle. He broke they, his ankle, so it was shut down anyway. Yeah, they kept that shot in the film. Yeah. Yeah, he seemed kind of hobble away, and you're like, oh, there it is. If the if the Justice League movie was good, then it wouldn't really have been an issue anyway. Yeah, it's not. But it's like, not it's terrible. It's just another thing to add to the shit pile. Yeah. I remember like we were talking to Lee about that on Saturday and how he says I've came to the conclusion that Batman versus Superman's a better film than Justice League. This is how so there's thirty minutes of solid good stuff in uh, BVS. Justice League, there isn't. No. Oh, like fuck man, you kinda of right. But I, 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 I don't know because like, I remember coming out of Batman versus Superman. And just feeling so much kind of rage, not mm. even like nerd rage, just rage that I'd wasted Two almost and a half hours. Like, almost three hours of my life. And with Justice League, you were ready for it. With Justice I was, League, I, oh, I suppose, yeah, I was big ready. Time you were ready for it. Well, I, I actually quite well enjoyed the wrong word for it. I thought like the Wonder Woman stuff was actually okay in Justice League. I thought mm. they'd actually done some decent with her character. Like she kind of carried the stuff she was in. What? So uh, I wasn't as I don't know, like as I said, yeah, because I was saying I I did say like I was like, wait what what twenty to thirty minutes he's like the start this is there's no way that was twenty to thirty minutes that felt like ten when oh when he's driving through when he's got, he's in the chopper going to Metropolis yeah well, actually that, like, that, that, that stuff that stuff's alright but that's never half an hour that's like ten uh, minutes I thought it was ten minutes but Lee's like no I watched it again so and it was it was high. it was about twenty minutes to something long and I went. It doesn't feel that way, man. It, it felt like it was over. It, it got terrible pretty quickly. Yeah, like when Lex Luthor shows up, which again felt like no time at all. Uh, just a wee side, because uh, I know you've not got it written down. Not for it. Um, Henry Cavill has come out and said he wants to play Geralt in the Witcher uh, TV oh, show. Oh yeah, look, I think that's a terrible fit. Yeah, I, I don't think it's very good either. Um, again, I. Don't know. I know The Witcher is a thing that exists. It's a game that everyone well, loves. The Witcher Three. Tommy, so. maybe you should play The Witcher Three because it's fucking amazing. Well, 
let me ask you this. I still think about that on a weekly basis. <laughs> I think about it a lot. Yeah. Who would be, suit that role then? If you were, you know, oh. Joe Hollywood casting that. That's a good question. Elderly man, younger man, younger man. Maybe somebody younger, but like weathered. We Cavill, not Cavill, could look no. like that, surely. Nah. He doesn't have the. I think Cavill's Car- Car- too much of a beast. Actor. I think he, he's too built for an upper body rise. Is this guy? Is the guy in The Witcher not like a beast? Yeah, I mean he's buff. He's like, buff. He's, he's, he's lean. That. He's like he's CrossFit. Right. Built. Okay. Maybe slightly bigger. CrossFit set back in the day, <laughs> back in the old horrible, horrible old times. See, like if Ryan Gosling just didn't have that smile on his face the entire time he's on screen mm. in every film. Like, he looks like he could be the part, but I don't know if he could act the part for it. Okay. Now, nah, well, I mean, he's Deadpool, man. He will forever be Deadpool. That's his thing. Ryan Gosling? Oh, God. Sorry, I was thinking about Reynolds, fuck's sake. Gosling. <laughs> I, I, I'd quite like to see Ryan Gosling's Deadpool. I'd watch that. <laughs> right, now, big Reynolds. Uh, or Gosling. Really? Just the looks a, wise, you like see him as an action hero. The, I mean, is, the he, build, is, is the a Witcher an action thing? game? Kind of, right? I'm trying to think. Apart from, apart think, from in Drive think, when he plays a fucking psycho, I'm trying to think of Gosling. Geralt is, is pretty much uh, John Constantine, but in medieval times. Yeah. So Keanu Reeves then? Yeah, totally. Could, <laughs> would, you, would you allow that? No. No. A, no. No. I was thinking of John Wick for a second there. I was like, yeah, no, no, no. He doesn't have like. He's too, he's too slight. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. That's, know, that's actually. That's a head scratcher. That, that is actually quite a hard one. That's a head scratcher. So he's kind it's, of, it, do you know why it's difficult, though? It's difficult because, like, you, there are so many people who could look like Geralt quite yeah. easily, but there's not many people that have that kind of stoic gruffness to them, like, on, on camera. Yeah. Like, he's, like a, he's young, like a, a, young, a younger Josh Brolin. Yeah. Would have been good for it. Right. But oh, that, like that all ship the, has sailed. All the younger actors in Hollywood are a wee bit too happy and upbeat. You really? know, like, yeah, he's he's like a very fucking serious, serious character. Is he like a bit of a downer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, aye. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Chloe Savini. <laughs> <laughs> How did she get work? <laughs> oh well, that's a head scratcher. You can have, you can mull that. Well, how close if he gets work? <laughs> that and who's Jessica Chastain as Cerrito? Yeah, did I? Yeah. Jessica Chastain could play MD man. She's great. Have you seen Either that or Felicity Jones. I was about to say John Voight is Vesemir, but John Voight's deed. John so, Voight's no deed. I thought he is. I think huh? John Voight's deed. Is he still alive? I don't know. I wish I'll check. I'm sure John Voight's Jim Phelps is still alive. Jim Phelps? Yeah. Placing spikes in elevator shafts, apparently. Anyway. Um, Neil side, uh, not Neil, Lee sided with me in that one, by yeah, the way. Well, I, don't know, yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, these are both wrong. Yep. Yeah, he's still alive, according to this. Yeah, fair enough. John Voight then is Vesemir. Yeah. That's a very good fit, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Who oh. would play Jennifer of Vingerberg? Ooh. Back to that, Cat Dennings. <laughs> there must be somebody. There must be somebody in Game of Thrones that could be Gerald. Jonah Morgan. Sean Bean. 
if they get him to lose weight. He's <laughs> not fat. I bet he's no Gerald. All right. Yeah, let's move on for this. Right, okay. Anyway, I don't know. I'm not, I, you're saying all these names. I'm just going by, is he this? Because I, I have those names that I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Anyway. Well, you picture a Belkade and you don't know who he is? No, I don't. I don't play the game. Oh, you um, should. Well, maybe I should. Maybe I'll do that when I finally get a PS4. We should do, we should do a video year. series of Tommy playing The Witcher. Oof, I don't know if Neil, in that. your opinion, what's more likely? Tommy buying a PS4 or The Ratcher happening? <laughs> I'll have it by December, mate. Guarantee it. He, he has been talking a lot about buying this PS4. I, I think he will eventually do it. Yeah. I'm nearly there now. After Christmas and the sales, not mm. before. I reckon I'll get it before December. Might we see? Aye, sure. Don't have <laughs> money on it. No, I'm not going to give you an incentive. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on. You can always just buy a pro and just give him yours. I'm sure that's going to happen. <laughs> I'll just give him it. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has hired Andy Serkis to do the mocap adaptation of Everything Animal Farm. I wonder if that was part of the deal with the old uh, Mowgli thing. Or maybe he's just like, you know, this is the... Oh, aye, Mowgli's circus, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What, do you think he's like, never really done mocap before? Want to try something different? They might have been like, right, well, we'll sit. <laughs> they might have been like that, right, we're not really confident about this film. And Netflix, right, we'll take it and they'll tell you what, well, what, what do you want to do next and what you can do Yeah. That. Was it not actually already in production, though? I thought they'd only just bought the... I'm not too sure. Essentially bought the distribution. Because Andy Serkis owns his own, like, is it mocap studio or something in yeah. London? Um, so when you say this, though, like, I mean, every single character in it is going to be an animated animal. Andy Serkis. So, like, is he going to play every single animal? That's the point. Of course he's not. You say, of course he's not, but... Well, he's back not, he, wasn't mental, play, he wasn't played every animal in Mowgli. There's a, big, there's, a big, there's a big fucking cast. No, but I've seen the trailer. <laughs> and I've read, I've read the IMDb cast list. Like Christian Bale was in it. Ah, uh, their voices. Aye. Oh, do you, no, he, no, there'll be more capping. Definitely. Christian Bale, was he... Oh, shit, I don't know who he was going to be. But he's busy doing the old method acting just now as Dick Cheney. And he's putting a, a, lot of, a lot of weight. Um, <laughs> they did ask him, he was like, so how did you do it? He's like, I just ate a lot of pies. <laughs> um... So wait and see how that one goes. Um, Mind that time he had a meltdown on the set of Terminator Salvation. I, that was brilliant. We, we all remember <laughs> that. It was on the internet, man. It's fucking hell. That man's, that man's an angry man. Um, Jason Statham has described that the Hobbs and Shaw uh, spin-off movies from uh, the Fast and Furious franchise are going to go for a gritty and hardcore realism look to them. And I'm like, Probably, I mean, no, they're not. Uh, I mean, I don't think they're going to be like you know, hardcore and gritty like say Dread. I reckon they're going to be like the Fast and Furious movies because that's where they came from. I mean, see if it's an eighteen, that'll be the greatest fucking thing ever. But there's it no chance. There's no chance. That is a twelve A yeah. all over because that's their audience. Do um, they come away from this? With anything better than an Olympus has fallen style movie? Well, when, yeah, probably. When's the last time The Rock, not including the Fast and Furious movies, made a film that wasn't as cheesy in its action like Olympus has fallen? He hasn't. That's right. <laughs> Try to San think of Andreas. 
I thought that was that was pretty cheesy. Because <laughs> um, you've got Rampage. No, Rampage was awesome, but it was cheesy. Skyscraper. Oh, right, you mean everything he's ever done is cheesy? Pretty much. So when is The Rock made a serious film, well, is the question. Well, I don't know if you want to call um, Southland Tales serious, but it's definitely his thinking out of the box film. I mean, he did... Yeah, the, okay, he's not... Gridiron he, Gang, but I mean, that's just a... Oh, it's just a sports movie. Again, I didn't see that, but is it not... Did he not do a film, was it called Faster or... Driver or something. Fast. Yeah, he's done something goes so fast. I, I always get those two mixed because they looked similar in their trailers. And I was like, The Rock plays a guy doing a thing in a very cliched, stereotypical, cheesy Yeah, movie. but this is when The Rock was just making Walking Tall all over again. Yeah, don't for, get... I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not ragging on The Rock. I'm just saying that the man has cut... The man knows his genre. Oh, yeah. You know, it would be like, you know, say it was like a film about Obama was to come out and they cast The Rock. I'd be like, well, that is interesting. I would watch the shit of that film. <laughs> I would be like, man, what an interesting move for Rock. <laughs> this could make or break his career. Um, but that won't happen. Isn't he like the most highly paid actor in Hollywood? Yeah. His career's already made. Yeah. yeah, but to move away from the franchise that he knows to maybe focus on like, you know, I mean, serious dramas, well, like his role Oscar-worthy cool. stuff. What? Like his role would be cool. Well, some, may, he, some may argue he should have nominated he's, he's for He's the that only film. good thing in that film. There you go. Uh, I only... The only two bits I remember that is when he does uh, his dance number and his monologue. Well, it's not even a monologue. I, I love bit, bit from, I love the music video from that film of him doing You're Not Woman Enough to Take My Man. Yeah, that bit. When he's wearing the the, the cowboy yeah. gear. Yeah, that was funny. Um, so, I mean, The Rock is capable of it, but he is like the action star just now, so... I, I can't really see him, you know, all of a sudden wanting to. I mean, he might try some serious drama, but I think he he's a he's a man that knows his genre. Yeah, I think I think he's reached that point. He's made enough films. Mm. He's successful enough that he understands his niche within the market. Yeah, that he's he's finally kind of taken over that. Like, you remember the bit in the rundown or mm. Welcome to the Jungle for our. UK listeners, mm-hmm. um, where he he passes Schwarzenegger and Schwarzenegger kind of passes the torch. Have fun. Um, we've, we've kind of reached that point where that is now the thing. Yeah. Well, in saying that, I may have to eat my words there because Ballers isn't an action thing. I mean, it's TV, but that's kind of a, a, a drama, but with like comedy. And The Rock's good in that. He's kind of, you know, he flexes his acting muscles there. He's got a lot of more character work to do there. So to be fair, oh, Ballers, he, he's kind of exploring that, but that's in the he, he, can, he can do character work. Like there's some stuff in uh, Skyscraper where you can see him actually trying to do the bit of acting. <laughs> yeah, no, but the thing is, The Rock's not a bad actor. He just, he yeah, just he, knows what he does. Uh, but Baller, you've, you've seen Ballers, haven't you? I've seen bits of it, yeah. Yeah, it's good, man. I, I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I enjoy I think The Rock's really good in it, and it is something different for him. Um, but again, strangely enough, it's like yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought it was like, oh, the Rock's going to do that. I but for that character, but then you're like, no, he's he's actually really good as uh, Spencer Strausman. I think his name is. Yeah, I think season four of that is due soon, and so is Better Call Saul, which I think is Friday, and I can't fucking wait. Anyway, moving on. You're so basic. I know. 
No, no. Simple man, simple pleasures. Um, Affleck, Ben Affleck, that is, is to direct his pal Matt Damon in the true crime story about uh, the Rhode Island cop, Jerome Jacobson, um, who, you remember the Monopoly for, uh, sorry, McDonald's, him, McDonald's Monopoly for a while? He rigged it and stole millions. Um, that's all I know about it. Uh, Affleck's directing it, Damon's in it, Affleck will probably maybe star in it as well. Um, Affleck can do crime, crime capers. Uh, the Town's a really good movie. Um, Argo was good. Um, I wouldn't I, really call them capers. Well, Argo was more of a. It, it, it certainly, I mean, it was serious, but the way it was, it wasn't super serious. You know, what I mean, the, there was a light, lightheartedness to some of it. Um, the town wasn't a lighthearted yeah. film, but it was very good. Um, I, um, I'm fine with that. Uh, everything about that's got me intrigued. I don't know anything about the real case. Um, and Paco was asking earlier. I mean, how did he rig it? And I'm like, do you know what? I'll just wait till the film comes out because I kind of want to see that play out. Um, would you have any interest in that, Paco? That film? Uh, no. no. <laughs> I, I don't have any real interest in it just now. I'm sure when it comes out, I'll probably quite happily go and watch it. Hmm. Um, it's, yeah. it's not a story I'll particularly follow hmm. until then. Yeah. But, I mean, you like you like Affleck's uh, directorial yeah, work. Yeah, uh, I think Affleck gets a bit of a bad rap, to be honest. I think... He's he's good. At that. He's a good director. Um, I think there was a period of time where he was fucking dreadful as an actor, mm-hmm. but he's got a lot better. Um, it depends on the essentially the project he's given. If it's something that he's expected to actually kind of put the work in, he tends to do it. Gone Girl. Gone Girl is a great film. He's great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think he needs to do something to get the stink of Batman off him. Yeah. Yeah. He was a fucking terrible Batman. Yeah. Oh, he's... <clears throat> it's, a, it's a shame though because he, he was a fan and being cast as your, your hero, your childhood superhero or whatever and then just to have it follow you around like a bad yeah, smell. But again, how much of that's the problem with the material? It was. It absolutely was. And, and the it, direction. Yeah, I, I, both those things are, that's the main problem okay, with those th- This is the thing which I find amazing that everybody keeps clamouring for some Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Yeah. Zack Snyder's not a good director. Yeah, like, I mean... He's, he's, a, he's a total hack. He's made two really good movies. Well, one really good movie in my view, and then another one that was alright. And that what the one I really like is Watchmen, but Watchmen is the other one three hundred. Yeah, a film which is twenty minutes far too long. Yeah, but in saying so that, the Dawn of the Dead. Oh yeah, tell I Dawn of the Dead. See, yeah, I, I would I would say Dawn of the Dead's his best film. Watchmen's his best one. Oh, I would Dead say Watchmen then Dawn of the Dead. Uh, I fucking love Watchmen. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Um, but like Sucker Punch is just a fucking mess yeah. of a film. I, I find Sucker Punch interesting. When I'm high. Okay. But when I'm not, I don't. <laughs> Man of Steel. Nah. No silence on your phone, darling. No, no. Sorry, boys. So unprofessional. Sick, man. But, um, yeah, Zack Snyder is a, a lot of... The, it's not Affleck's fault that fucking Justice League and BVS was bad. It's just the material's bad. But, hey, if someone's going to say... Hey man, would you like to play uh, no, Batman? To some like, degree, he has to shoulder some blame because, like, like you can direction bad direction is one thing, but your performance is still your own. 
And do you think he was bad in that film? I just thought he was really <clears throat> workmanlike. I just I thought, thought see, the Batman stuff was just it looked so fucking CGI and fake. I thought there, there was nothing. I thought he was, in, he was an all right Bruce Wayne. He was yeah, apart from the fact that it was just the, the whole Martha thing. Yeah, and they were they, just like that. They was, like, they, I mean, like this is a problem I've had with DC in general for a long time, though. But like they totally highlighted it in Justice League with him, how he's surrounded by actual gods. And he doesn't have any powers other than his wee crappy utility belt. Okay. So it's like he spends like fucking half an hour trying to fight one guy as they deal with everybody else. Mm. And then at the end, he literally goes on a fucking suicide run because he's got nothing to do and can't do anything to help. Like they made Batman seem like the most useless fucking superhero on the planet. Mm. I remember Lee was talking about that as well. He's like, yeah, it was just, he's just bad, he's bad at Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like he, like even at the start, like it takes so long to take out that one thing, and then like when they're in that fight in the sewers, like mm. he has to deal with one guy and he can barely do it. Mm. So like just they made Batman seem weak. That's what happens when he's the only human amongst gods, don't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is all the news I have. Uh, so Neil, do you happen to have any news that I missed? No. Okay. <laughs> Paco, I won't even ask. Alright, uh, trailers. The Equalizer 2. It looks the fucking nuts. <laughs> it looks miles better than the first one. Uh, yeah. I think the story looks a lot more, more appealing. It doesn't look like, again, it doesn't, it's not going to win Oscars or shit, but it looks like my kind of 90 minutes of action fun. It reminded me a lot of, well, the, the feeling I had watching that trailer was the same feeling I had watching Man on Fire. Great. That it just looks like. Big Dens is going out and dishing out justice. And what's wrong with that? And I'll quite happily watch that That's every right. day of the week. Absolutely. He's still cool as fuck. Yeah. Still what cool was wrong fuck. with Equalizer 1? It, 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 I, I found it a wee bit disappointing because I, I really liked the original TV series Equalizer. Um, and I just found the film to be a bit run of the mill, to be honest. Kind of a, it's a bit kind of thriller by numbers. Yeah. I mean, not to say that. It, so is it like is it he used to be a hitman or something? And he tries to get out. It's kind of similar to John Wick. Someone does something, piss him off, and it brings him back in. He kind of wipes out like an entire like gang mob of gangsters. Well, in the first in the Equalizer film, it's um, Chloe Grace Moretz is a prostitute, I think, and she gets done over, and so then uh, <clears throat> is it Robert McCall? It's McCall. He's like, well, fuck, I'm not having that. So I've got a. Set of skills that you using using a fucking know all about. I'm gonna time time myself. I remember and, that. and take these all out. I just thought he tells them all how it's gonna go down mm. before he does it though. Yeah, uh, again because you just watch True Lies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty much with Neil. It was a thriller by numbers. I guess it's Denzel and Antoine Foucault who did uh, Olympus Has Fallen. I kind of. That's right. He did that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just. I don't know. I can't can I say for the record, by the way, I really like that movie. I, don't, I, I know I've said it before. But I it's, think it's all right. It's just, it's, it's, it's just Die Hard in the White House. Yeah. yeah. But it's fun enough. Yeah. Um, I think I just wanted them to turn up a wee bit with the Equalizer. It felt like there was a bit of lost potential. Mm. Whereas the Equalizer two. Bit more cash, sequel cash. It know, looks it as is, if it is just a trailer, though, man. Like they don't really give too yeah. much away. Like all the the kind of bits that seem actually, and that might be the only action in it. Maybe, um, but there's that bit where Denzel's like, "I'm going to kill each and every one of you," and the only, the only thing that's going to disappoint me about it is I only get to do it once, and I'm like, I can't wait to see him do that. Um, 
But yeah, it's the they, they kidnapped his friend and he's gonna fucking take them down. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty much what I wanted. I just with that sequel cash I hope they ramp up. It's much like John Wick one. I was quite disappointed in John Wick one. I was looking forward to it. John Wick two sequel cash better movie. Okay, and better better crafted movie as well, in my opinion. I find that interesting though because Denzel Washington always said he would never do sequels. This is his first sequel. Yeah. yeah. Stranger, he's not. never been in any sequel. No, other than this is his first sequel. Mm-hmm. Did Johnny Depp not say the same thing for a while? Johnny Depp says a lot of things. Mm. I mean, you know, those numbers come rolling in. <laughs> he said he was never in an action film, and then he did Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and then quickly signed on to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Then he said he'd never do another Pirates movie, and, and, and here eight, we are, five. two two after he said that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, apparently, he does have like a big problem with spending, though. Where he spends like several millions a day and just doesn't have the income for it yeah, he does love the cocaine <laughs> allegedly 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 <laughs> allegedly that's a <laughs> um, next trailer is uh, First Man starring Ryan Gosling I, I really like this trailer apart from when Claire Foy's in it because then I'm like always Claire reminded Foy. why Claire Foy's not very good um, especially about the first man in the moon. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe they went there. I'm not one of those folk. Um, you know, you're not one of these. Stanley Kubrick like never fucking don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Toast to London makes a lot of good points. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but it's funny. Why is Toast the same age then? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I really liked it. It looks good. It's uh, Damon Chazelle who did La La Land yeah. and um, oh, fucking hell. I've just forgotten. Whiplash. Whiplash, yeah. yeah. Jesus. I did not realise it was him. I'm now instantly more interested. You were watching the trailer same as me. Yeah, but like I didn't... From Academy Award winner yeah. Damon Chazelle. He doesn't remember who people are. Yeah, okay. But yes, um, it looks good. Um, it, it's the whole thing of... Um, Neil Armstrong going to the moon, but it's the dangers that this means. Yeah, it's more. It's it's more about how they get to that point. Yeah, really it's, it's about the the test pilots, um, going from getting from point A of right, we're going to go to the moon, mm-hmm. to everything that happens in between mm-hmm. of right, fuck it, we're now going to the moon. It's about the dangers of um, the science involved. Yeah, space travel to get that, much, yeah, yeah. at that time in history. I mean, it's still dangerous now, but <laughs> technology was not what it was back then. But yeah, um, it, it looks like it visually looks good. I like Damien Chazelle. There's no reason why this film can't be good. I think I'm also at that stage now where I'll pretty much watch Ryan Gosling and anything. Well, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, any more thoughts on first man? Nah. Okay. Who, uh, was, the, who I, I, was the third man in the moon? It was an Irish guy. No, there was no, 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 uh, no. That's not true. He never got off. He the never moon. got off. There. I mean, he was still on the moon technically. Though. Yeah, but he didn't get a walk. I can't remember the name. It was an Irish guy, though, wasn't it? Aye. I've also forgot his name. Yeah. I thought I knew it before I. You, I'm sure you told me it because that's like a pub quiz question. I was like, shit. You don't really think about it. It's always yeah. Neil Armstrong and uh, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. I still think you should watch the right stuff, Paco, before before you see First Man. Yeah. Try to think if I have seen that already or not. We've talked about this. You yeah, haven't? Yeah. No. It's, yeah. I watched Apollo 13. That was like a sequel. <laughs> it is a sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> uh, okay, here's a trailer I know you both hated. Wreck-It Ralph 2. Uh, I didn't hate it. I just wasn't enamoured by it. Were you enamoured by Wreck-It Ralph? I loved Wreck-It Ralph. Why did you? I didn't know that. I'm surprised anybody loved Wreck-It Ralph. I really enjoyed Wreck-It Ralph. Of course I enjoyed Wreck-It Ralph. It's the kind of film I do really enjoy. Um, Okay. It was one of the biggest disappointments I've ever had in cinema. I I enjoyed Wreck-It Ralph. I know you fucking hated it, but I thought you did. I didn't hate it. It was just mega disappointing. Me me and Stevie Polk, who was on last week's show, went and saw Wreck-It Ralph, and both of us... By the end of it, we're like, oh, that was really nice. I suppose if you were high as fuck and it's all about food. I, I, I think we were. I think we were sober when we saw it. Like the whole premise of it was supposed to be that it's about like games and gaming references and stuff, kind of like Ready, Ready Player One, which has ruined that whole idea for everything ever. But like, it hasn't, the, the just whole for the time being, it has. The whole movie was like just food references. It's like there it was barely anything to do with video games in it, apart from like the end credits, which was the best thing of the whole film. Not only because that boring movie ended, but because it was packed full of gaming references. It wasn't boring. It was boring. Oh, come on. It was excessively no. boring. You could say, oh, I was disappointed by it, but I wouldn't say it was boring. It was bright, it was colourful, there were some lovable characters in it. There was enough, kind of, yeah, a bit of nostalgia in there as well. Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph is a good character, you really, you, you like him. Yeah, it's also not a film about gaming. Yeah. It's a film that just so happens that these are characters within video games. But yeah, this, the trailer for the second one is essentially they're going from the arcade to the internet. They're going online. It is all about Ready Player One for me. Yeah. The new trailer. Okay. Um, Ready Player One's ruined that whole nostalgia thing. It, it wasn't even it wasn't even that. It was just that they were throwing so much stuff at you of, oh look, we're on the internet. Oh, here's Star Wars. Here's Marvel. Oh look, here's all the Disney princesses. Like, I know it, you, it just it, it seemed like I think my my issue with the trailer is that it doesn't give you any story so it doesn't give you any reason to be involved other than oh you like these characters from the first one they're in this environment this is what it's going to be okay. I, I want to know why they're in that environment well, what what the well this is the first trailer well yeah this <laughs> is true but Fuck it, it should be better, Tommy. Okay. Um, I thought of this more... I get, like I know what you mean, the Ready Player One thing, but I get more of a Lego movie feel when they go on the internet for me. I didn't feel like Ready Player One was being... The way I found Ready Player One to be condescending, I didn't find this to be condescending. I thought this was... A very I, wouldn't say, ha- I wouldn't say Ready Player One was condescending. It's more pandering. Yeah. I, I don't know, I just... There's so many problems with Ready Player One. I'm not going to get into that again. It is. It is possibly the worst film of all time. Yeah, well, that's not true, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, pretty fucking close, man. It's, it's fucking bad. I get you, man. But no, but I just thought this looked like, I don't know, I, I didn't feel like it, I, I didn't feel upset or, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, nostalgia forced on yeah. me again. I thought, like, with this trailer, it was more like the Lego movie where shit was turning up like Wonder Woman, like Star Wars, yeah. whatever. And I'm like, oh, man. All right, that's cool. If, if they work this in, this might be quite nice. Yeah, but we're right. We don't have a story yet. Yeah, I wasn't upset by the trailer. I just... I wasn't... I would have thought that I would have been excited for a Record Ralph sequel. Mm. But the trailer they put out has not made me excited for it. It's maybe go, oh, I'll go and see it. But... Okay. 
could not I'm, wear two cocks yeah. about it. Just do not care. Um, that is all the trailers I have. Um, oh wait, shit! That that, that crappy X Men one. Uh, the Darkest Hour. Yeah. No, like a Darkest Hour is that like a uh, alien invasion one. Oh, Darkest yeah. Mind. The Darkest, Darkest Mind. Mind. Yeah. It looks like yeah, a crappy X Men. It's just an X Men ripoff. Yeah. Well, I actually thought it was the uh, the Jean Grey standalone film, like when it started off, because like she seemed to have Dark Phoenix esque powers. What Jean Grey standalone film? You've just made that up. No, the one like that. What's Dark her? Phoenix. Dark Phoenix isn't a stand. Jean Grey standalone. What's film? her name with the girl from the Game of Thrones? Are they not making X Men Dark Phoenix? It's not a standalone Jean Grey movie. It's just another X Men film. Just it's just got her name in the title. I think it's just called the Dark Phoenix, or because it's X Men colon Dark Phoenix. Yeah, because it's based on the storyline Dark Phoenix saga. I heard it wasn't. Do you? Mm-hmm. Like I heard that that's like already a complaint about it. Is it is using that name, but it has nothing to do with the Dark Phoenix storyline. Well, X Men Apocalypse is that. That's what they left you on. Yeah. Yeah. Will we ever see that movie, Tommy? Given. The merger. No, not with Brian Singer, you won't. Which is a good thing. Um, After all the discussion we had about him like last week, like I noticed he's actually the executive producer on the TV show Legion. Yeah. I mean, he, was, he, like, he brought X-Men to the cinema yeah. screen, so putting his name next to that, yeah. It might, it might even be his production house, I think. He owns a production house called, I think it's Bad Hat Harry. Yeah. Uh, which they produced House and a few other things. Um, Have you watched Legion? Watching it now. It's good. Episode five or six. It's like first it's, season. Yeah, started off really bad. Like it, it first couple of episodes, heavy going. But uh, now that he's not like just every single episode is like him being kooky and insane. Uh, I'm starting to like it more. Is that Dan Stevens. Is that his name? Your son. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I I really like the TV show Legion. I think it's got. It goes. It goes places, and it has a lot of style. Yeah. Which, to yeah. be fair, in times the style is what carries it through. That that has been a total standout thing. Isn't yeah. It? The, yeah, there's a cut like I I walked in and I seen Paco watching a wee bit of it and I just kind of sat and I was like taking some of it in, and he's like Paco was like it's dead slow and it's this that and the other. So see everything that you were saying you really liked about it, I could see that and I could also see why he might not like it ah. because I'm like there's a lot of. Lynchian things going on here. It's quite avant garde in a lot of places. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the pace is like there's something oddly comforting about how slow it moves, mm. though it's not like boring. And like the style, as you said, is like very notable, kind of thing. Mm. Like it is enough to kind of keep you just watching it as it goes on because it does look really pretty. Yeah. It is just more the actual character himself I didn't like for the first good couple of episodes. He, the character does settle down and. Because I, well, I, I didn't mind um, David Haller to begin with. Um, it was a lot of the people around him I didn't like. But I think a lot of the characters all find their groove quite well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they introduced some <coughs> new ones like Jermaine Clement. It's really, really good in it. Yeah, like he, uh, he's he been in like one or two episodes now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think it was the first, maybe may the first step he appeared where he's narrating something at the start. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of pans out and you see he's in this fucking ice cube or yeah. whatever. And I was like, oh, what the fuck's this? This is interesting and weird. And oh, that's, like, that's him on the astral plane. And it was when Paco said, I was like, so are these these guys legion? Because he's like, no, no, that's Xavier's son. This is what is it. Like, oh, is it? Yeah. And then just how we were talking about the merger earlier on, that'd be interesting um, to see how that TV series maybe carries over 
uh, when it's not part of the MCU, but it might give the opportunity uh, to well, have... Well, it's, Fo- it's Fox, I think, that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so that might be interesting. I'm not saying they'll make a film, but, well, but they could introduce other characters. I, w- that one of the things I, I really like about that series is that it doesn't seem to be within any kind of continuity of those films. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't seem within any kind of continuity of any Marvel stuff, to be honest. Mm. Um, it's, I, I think it seems, it felt weird at, at first because it doesn't really give you a sense of setting in terms of when it happens. Because yeah. it looks like, it like looks, the 60s, yeah. but there's episodes where there's technology, which is clearly the now. Right. Um, and that's kind of explored more in the second season where you get multiple timelines okay. of of certain of certain characters and how things could play out type stuff. It's well worth sticking with. It's is, got it's got like a weird horror element to it as well. Uh, like a, which works strangely well. A mm-hmm. uh, Aubrey Plaza's really good at it. Yeah, well. she's she's, she's really good. good man. Yeah. I I actually think she gets better in the second series. Yeah, again, is I take it. So is it? How many seasons are on now? And uh, two is just finished. And has it been renewed? Uh, season three, I think there's a trailer at Comic Con for it. Okay. Or like a sizzle reel. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, let's talk about the films of the week. Neil, you went and seen Teen Titans go to the cinema or go to the movies. Yes, Wait, I, is that the full name of the film? It's called Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Right. Because uh, it's a spin-off of the Cartoon Network TV show Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with the TV show? I'm familiar with the Teen Titans. I, I've but no. seen the art style. Is a bit the extent I've seen the trailer. Okay. So right. yeah, that's why I know so, this. So Teen Titans Go is... It's for... It's, I want to say it's for a younger audience... However, a lot of the comment, like, it's got a lot of that kind of, uh, kind of it looks like Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's like what a, I was going to say. It's a, it's a very kind of Powerpuff Girl style. You liked uh, that, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah. like Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Uh, you should watch it. Oh, and it's good. And that it's got that kind of dumb kind of kiddie humour, but it's got a kind of undercurrent, yeah. which you can enjoy as an adult. So it's a lot of love fart gags poop gags um, but there's also a lot of really dark satirical kind of takes in this okay. one um, I'll probably I'll I'll tell you a couple of spoilers because it's it's not that big a deal to spoil it mm. uh, so the basic story is uh, the Teen Titans who are Robin though it doesn't tell you which version of it is uh, Starfire who's like an alien princess uh, Beast Boy, who is a boy who can turn into all the animals. Okay. Uh, Raven, who is the daughter. Mystique? No, no, that's X Men. Oh, oh, mm. oh, it's a different. It's the that's other. It's a different the other mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Raven is the daughter of a a big demon type thing, uh, and from the Justice League movie, Cyborg. Oh, yeah. This is the mm. best version of Cyborg you will see on screen. On a cinema screen. Oh man, because it's such a high bar with all the other stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like Cyborg was actually one of the better things in Justice League? Mm. Uh, so you've got the team, 
they're they're viewed as a bit of a joke amongst the superhero community just because they're they're teenagers and they're dumb. They do teenage stuff like uh, they think some of like the superhero stuff that they do also includes like going and buying fried chicken and waffles, that kind of stuff. Finding sweet and like singing sweet tunes, stuff like that. And they've got their own theme tune, uh, which is like which is a rap and the audio raps. And it's really silly. It's really it's quite quite mal- I don't know why I say it's millennial, but it's quite millennial in this humour. Yeah. If you like the kind of stuff like your adventure times, yeah, your regular yeah. shows, Powerpuff Girls, it's that kind of stuff. So everybody's getting superhero movies. Uh, and that's one of the, what I found was one of the really good kind of jokes, kind of satirical jokes is, is they have a dig at the current state of superhero movies and how everybody is getting a movie. They make the joke of uh, no matter how obscure you are, you're getting a movie. Um, and it so it's about Robin's quest to get a movie made about him. That's his deep, okay. deep, long desire that he wants to be in the films. Who was the first Robin? Was it Tim Drake? Uh, Dick, Dick Grayson. Grayson. Dick Grayson. He became Nightwing. He did, yes. Tim Drake was the third one. Who yeah. was the second? Was it the second one? Jason? Tim Drake was the third one. Jason. Jason. Oh, that's why I said Tim Drake's the third one. Jason Todd. Jason Todd's Todd the second, second one. one. Yeah. And he's the one that the Joker kills. Yeah. Yeah. And then Although he's alive again. The one from Batman Returns, or whatever it was called, The Dark Knight Returns, was a girl mm-hmm. called... Kathy Kelly. Was it? Yeah. Right. And she's the fifth one. Okay. Damien Wayne's the fourth one. All right, okay. I okay. Does he die? Damien Wayne? Yeah. No, he's still alive just now. Oh, no. He did die, but then he comes back from oh, the dead. Of course. Yeah. It's comics. Uh, so you've got um, Jade Wilson as a movie producer slash director, played by Kristen Bell, yeah. uh, who's making all the superhero movies. Uh, so, she taught, so she rejects Robin for a film uh, because they're all a bit of a joke. They've got no arch nemesis can't be a superhero if you've not got any arch nemesis. So they go out to get an arch nemesis, a man called Slade, who you also know as Deathstroke, yeah. mm-hmm. but they never ever refer to him as Deathstroke in this, which I found very strange. Does he have the mask? He's, it's, just, it's a character of Deathstroke. He's got the mask, everything. Uh, and I wonder if it's because... The Batman. Well, maybe because of that, but also because... The character of Jade Wilson is also Slade Wilson right. in disguise. So I don't know if they've maybe mm. tried to throw off that scent. So as it progresses on, as they come up with this this plan where, in order to get a film made about them, the this uh, Jade Wilson has told them. Well, if there was no other superheroes, I suppose I could make a film about you. So they have concocted this plan to travel through time to get rid of all the superheroes by making them to stop all of the life-altering events that make them superheroes. So stop Batman's parents from being so killed. They, so they travel to Krypton. Right. So they, they stop Krypton by exploding. Uh, stop Krypton exploding. Um... Can I ask how they do it? Yeah, right. So it 
it cuts and you see a very Marlon Brando-esque uh, Jor-El pressing these crystals like now there's obviously mm-hmm. crystals in the Fortress of Solitude pressing these crystals and you can't get the um, the crystals to make the right combination because uh, mm. they all make sounds which would harmonise the planet so they turn up and do this big EDM style banger like total kind of dubstep thing on these crystals and it's amazing um, I mean, is this in the movie or the TV this show? This is in the movie. Right, okay. uh, and, it st- and it stops the world from exploding, so Superman never gets sent to Earth. Yeah. The reason uh, I asked Evie to tell me is because I'm very much sold on this and I uh, will watch uh, it. They go, they go to uh, Gotham and you've got the bit where they come out of the, the theatre yeah. uh, and they're about to walk down Crime Alley mm-hmm. and they appear go, why would you walk down there? It's called Crime Alley, yeah. for, for goodness sake. I, I, like, why, I've been thinking that like, the past couple yeah. of days. Like, uh, why the fuck did they go down yeah. that alley? Like, why, why don't you walk down this alley, which is like super happy alley? It's like women with pies out windows. And or folk or how about you don't go into a fucking yeah. back alley? Like, when was the last time you went in a back alley when you lived in Glasgow for the past like, 20 odd years? Well, te- I actually had to do that the other day uh, when I went to meet our friend uh, Danny for his birthday because see up at Sockby Hall Street, it's all cornered off because of the fire, so you have to go down the, the back lanes uh, to get to right. to where I had to get to, which was uh, a pub called the Hall. But then we moved from the Hall to a pub called Shenanigans. So, like, basically, though, because of like, like, just I had to through necessity. There was like, there was no other way. There was like, we walkways in amongst that, but I'm like, oh shit! So I gotta go. But I didn't need to go down like Socky Hall Lane. I could have went up by Bath Street. Had it been a bit darker. And in the winter time, I probably would have done that because you know Glasgow gets weird. You watch, you watch Batman. I've watched films. Uh, I've I know folk get encounters in lanes. Do you want a wee bit of trivia? You're about Watchmen again, Tommy. Well, I thought it was back a bit. Lanes. Like I see in that opening intro for Watchmen, mm-hmm. like I the people who you see getting rescued outside of the film theater or the theater in general are supposed to be a uh, Batman's parents, which is why Batman doesn't exist in the Watchmen universe. I don't even remember that bit. Anyway, so here's an example of where it gets kind of dark humour for Uh this cartoon. Um, To stop Aquaman becoming Aquaman, you see Aquaman swimming as a baby. Uh, Cyborg appears in this time portal, drops in, see like the plastic things that they put cans in. Nice. They drop it in and he gets tangled in them and he starts to drown. Jeez. So they've done all this, they've stopped all the superheroes becoming superheroes, they go back to their normal time to get a film made in the world's chaos. It's back to the future too, is mm-hmm. essentially what has happened. This is what Deathstroke's plan was from the get-go. Pretty much. Uh, so they go. So they make the gag of, Christ, who, who couldn't have seen this coming, the world in tatters? So they go back in time to fix everything they've done. Um, and to fix the Batman one, Robin appears just as they're about to walk down Crime Alley and as they're about to walk down the safe alley mm-hmm. and goes, oh wait, sorry, go down that one and puts a set of pearls on his mother's neck and pushes him down the alley. <laughs> I'm sitting going, no, the kids are That's quite funny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, Will Arnett's really good as Slade. Uh, man, he's doing double DC duty. Wow. He he's he produced it. Wow. Um, is he also Batman in this? No. Um, 
I can't remember who's Batman, but Nicolas Cage is Superman, and he's oh, really good I, in it as well. As it was always supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. Well, that was that was an announcement before this. Was yeah. like he's finally going to play Superman. Uh, there's a Stan Lee cameo, actual Stan Lee, and they make the point of this is Stan Lee in a DC film. He doesn't care. He'll be in anything. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I found it to be really fun. It's it's like eight eight minutes long, so it's quite fast paced. Um, there's enough for adults to enjoy. Like the set the screening, I went in. Well, it was main. It wasn't that busy, but for every three families of small children, and I mean small children, there was guys like me. Okay. Lo- lonely single men. There's a joke to be made there, man. But I'm going to refrain from But it. there was also. There was a couple of old pensioner couples. What the fuck? And they all sat to the end. Wow. And I think they quite enjoyed it. Because you could hear them laughing. Right. Okay. It was... I, yeah, I really liked this. I think it's... Good. No, that was... That's it. I think it now. might have been the better of the two superhero films I saw this week. Yeah. I, that's not to say that I didn't really enjoy the other one. Ah, well. So speaking of the other one, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Is the continuation of Paul Rudd's Ant Man movies, where he has been under house arrest after the events of Captain America's Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, but like he needs help. No, sorry, the Van Dynes is that what they're called? The Van Dynes. Like uh, they they kind of recruit him again to like help them out. They're on the run ever since Civil War because they're the ones who made the technology for the Ant Man suit, mm-hmm. and uh, he had like a kind of vision of. Like Hank's wife, like uh, Evangeline Lily's uh, mother, and they believe that like with his help they can go into the quantum realm and bring her back. Yeah. And uh, basically, the entire movie is them getting the components they need in order to make the machine to go into the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. That's like the, the kind of crux of the film. That yeah. is the plot. That yeah. is the plot. Yeah. Like, uh, but like, <coughs> there's no in, in, in Infinity that, War anything. Yeah. This is just this little thing that's happening in that plot though. Like. Other people also want to go to the quantum realm or want the technology for their own nefarious ends. Mm-hmm. So, like, it creates like a three-way kind of power struggle as people kind of steal things from each other constantly. Like, it still remains a heist movie. Like, everyone steals from each other. It's, gets a, it's a caper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's got a kind of antagonist called Ghost, played by somebody who Neil doesn't like. Or was it Lee? It was Lee, Lee didn't Lee like her. Like I, I didn't... I thought she was the weakest thing in it. What, what was... But I thought what she was, was okay. She was in before? Like, it's not The Expanse. No, it's not The no. Expanse. It was Ascension. I don't remember. Is her name Hannah John Kanan or something? I think that? so. Um, I thought she was fine. Like, I, like she's got the ability to like phase through objects and stuff. Like, she can become, like... I thought... Immaterial. I thought she was a bit hand-ringy. She looked like a hunter from Destiny. She looked, there was a lot of teeth gnashing going on with her. Hey, I mean, like, for the she most part She was in of the Ready film, Player One. That's, that's it. it. That's the one. Killjoys and an episode of Black Mirror and Tomb Raider and Game of Thrones. Um, but yeah, like, you know, basically, like, she's just there because, like, they need somebody that has powers for them yeah. to go up against. Yeah, they need someone to fight. Um, but like, Walton Goggins is really the one who... He's, <laughs> like, he's, he, he's like the main villain of it. Because again, like... Uh, yeah, I mean... 
really time as the main villain of this game. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Walton Goggins is like your typical mobster, um, and he ha- he's gonna give um, Evangeline Lilly um, the component, the, the the main component to finish off uh, this machine. But then he finds out, no, you're Hank Pym's. Uh, your Hank Pym's daughter, and then they say quantum a lot. He's like, yeah, yeah. But like, they, Paul, they Paul, Paul, Paul Rudd addresses yeah. it. Which he's like, we need quantum components and Hank Pym's technology, so we want to be in business. All right, well, you're not getting the component, and then that starts that wee feud off, and yeah. then Ghost gets entered into the, the the game as well. Basically, yeah, everyone is trying to steal Hank Pym's lab. Yeah, that and and his and his quantum technology, and again, Paul Rudd's like, do you just say quantum? In front Put quantum of in front of everything, yeah. and it's true because like one point back was like. How are they powering that? I might make quantum because <laughs> it's you make a val- you have a valid a valid yeah. thing, but then you're like, mate, this isn't the world of the Avengers. It just happens, yeah. alright. But I mean, that, that how does Iron Man not die? Don't, when he don't get me wrong, yeah, man. Like, surely everybody's got an arc react. Don't, right don't get me wrong. Like all the nitpicks, all the science nitpicks I had with it weren't enough to make me dislike the film. Yeah. But it was those things where, like, every time one happened, I was like, why did you not think of this? Again, like, okay, I'm just... See, like, the bit... Like, because it kind of takes me out of these things. Like, at the... Oh, how much can I say here? Just just say it. Like, I've, I've already spoiled Teen Titans Go, like, so may as well. No, I'm not going <laughs> to... Not going to... Like, this is a spoiler for you as it could be. At the end of the movie, essentially, they make, like, a miniature house and a full-size house, but it's, like, on the beach... And uh, my first thought was, how is the plumbing going to work in that? That is a very takes, fair point. It just takes me away from yeah. that. It's I like, totally never thought about that. When it comes to the like Avengers stuff, and I'm like, it, it doesn't really. I'm just like, mate, it's set in this world where all this shit happens. And yeah. like, it just happens. The whole weight Hank thing. Hank probably fucking figured it out. Do you know, like the, the, I, weight, the weight thing really annoys me, though, how like sometimes like the tiny things have got weight, like they treat like Ant-Man like a bullet and stuff, but then they shrink an entire building down to the size of a suitcase and everybody can just carry it. It's like, what the fuck? Well, not you only can that, carry a building? Well, not only that, they carry the building, but every time they go into the, the lab after it has been through hell of shit, yeah, everything's yeah, alright. It's not yeah. broke. Yeah. It's like, that bit all be fucking broke. Uh, everything must be like glued down. Yeah, it's like mega nailed down. I, I, felt, I found watching this, it felt like the most comic booky of all the Marvel things. Okay. It, fe- it felt like a, re- a really good single issue that you would just buy, you just pick up and read. Mm. It, it was kind of dumb sci-fi. It had dumb villains who were not. They never ever really seemed like a threat, but it didn't. It didn't really matter no, it because it was because it was it was very much a, a fun romp. Yeah. yeah, like there's loads of times like at one point there's like you know a couple of characters are breaking out of jail and it just happens to be that Walton Goggins' goons are said yeah they've done it and you're like how the fuck yeah. do you know they were going to do they, it they are very good at, like just being in the right yeah. place at the right it's time like, and they show up at the right time and yeah. but again I think it was like, really even like Michael Pena stuff was still really was good I thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought he was brown I thought he was good but like Tommy really liked his like two pals as well pals, I thought like, they, they were, were fucking yeah. rubbish I liked, like, I liked them as a trio I, I think they were the right level of dumb for me <laughs> I I really think that Evangeline Lilly is the best thing in the film, though. Like, I thought Paul Rudd was good, but, like, that is her movie. It should have been The Wasp and Ant-Man. Like, she's the one that fucking drives every major yeah. plot point in that film along. Okay, yeah, okay, I can like, see Like, she's that. competent, she's really cool, or her, all her action sequences are excellent. Like, almost everything that happens in that movie that happens successfully happens because of her, not because of Ant-Man. No, that's not true. Do you know, though, that kind of plays to the Scott Lang character, though? Scott, Scott Lang's character's always been a bit of a goofball. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to, like, 
say anything but that that's not entirely true um what you just said but it's i know that scott lines very much like yeah that's that's uh that's what i was thinking when he doesn't know what the fucking conversation about but then just every now and then he's like I'll do this and it will help them. Like, she utilises the whole kind of change in size power thing way better than he mm. ever does in like yeah. either of the movies. Uh, like that fight sequence when like she's in the car and uh, she like shrinks down to kind of go out the window and then makes a full, full size mm-hmm. to kick back through it and stuff. And mm. the fact that she can fly and she's got guns, just, yeah, she's mm. better than he is. Um, yeah, I I have a special place in my heart for Ant-Man. I think Ant-Man is actually one of the, the better of the single Marvel films because... It's probably one of the best <laughs> of the B pictures. Yeah, yeah. it's because yeah. it's... it's Again, it, I was very much like, it's a heist film. It's... I mean, yeah, I know in Ant-Man 1, it's like, if they don't stop Yellow Jacket, he will fucking get an army and it'll kill mm. everybody. But it's the at its core, it's a heist film. And it's got nice humour. Paul Rudd, I think, is brilliantly cast as yeah. uh, Scott Lang. He, he has the right balance... Mm. Um, of like you know goofiness and likability and whatnot, um, Michael Pena's pals were brilliant. I just, but again, Ant Man the Wasp, they just they carry that over. And I thought Hank Pym had a wee bit more to do. Like you, yeah, you got to know I like I like that he get more involved by the end of it. Yeah, I I also got a weird kind of buzz of a de aged Michelle Pfeiffer seeing her <laughs> seeing seeing her again and what would have been her prime. Like mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was. I mean, like, have been about fifteen again. And the going, uh, oh, oh. the CG on those kind of bits when they de-age people is really good. It is really it, it's got so much better but over like, time. There was still that flash of her being young. Like the her face was just too bright. It was like you could tell it wasn't real. It was like I thought Michael Douglas again when he was like young in his scenes. Mm. Uh, they've got him perfect. Like, just yeah. you cannot mm-hmm. fucking tell that it's fake. Or I couldn't. I know. Like, uh, Lawrence Even if, Fishburne yeah. kind of looked a bit. Well, see, the Lawrence Fishburne one, they didn't de age him. That was Lawrence Fishburne's son. Was it? Yeah, because wow. I, I actually looked that up. That's sure. even more surprising yeah, because Lawrence he did Fishburne's not look son. real. <laughs> like, yeah. it looked like CG. Like, uh, it looked like they just put too much, like. Okay. Uh, another thing being is, Hank Pym's got a beard and a moustache and. They kind of got the they got that right when they had to CG that out. <laughs> Didn't look like Cavill fucking with a bowling ball in his mouth. Um, but yeah, I I've much like the first one. I had an absolute blast watching this film. It was funny. The action scenes were cool. The whole folk getting you know small, big, used as what using as weapons was good. Uh, I thought ghosts. Wait, sorry, man. Like Neil has just showed me a picture of. Lawrence Fishburne's son, mm. and he looks like a bad CG version of Lawrence Fishburne, which is why. Oh, there you go. His name's Langston Fishburne. If you want to look him up, That's a cool name. He looks like a bad render of his dad. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, I thought Lawrence Fishburne's character was fine in this. Uh, I thought the whole. Yep. Yeah. It yeah. does totally. Yeah. Um. I. I thought everyone had a nice part to play in this. I didn't yeah. really. I didn't really think, I mean, yeah, you've got Michael Peña's pals, but they are just the comic relief. But I didn't think anybody in this film, like, it was like, oh, this film would be better if they weren't in it. It was more like, no, everyone played their part quite well. And, and yeah, there's not really much else to say about it. It was, if you like the first Ant-Man film, I would say go and see it. It shares the same humour, yeah, same, I, I mean, same, same fun. I think it's worth noting that, like, this tries to be funnier and I think largely succeeds. Yeah, there's um, a lot of... Jokes that like you said, like the whole a, a, lot, a lot of stuff with the ant that replaces yeah, Paul yeah. Rudd is pretty good. Yeah, I quite like that. Um, uh, also, public service announcement: like this is not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. The ant playing the drum kit. 
that is the second end credit sequence. Do not wait until the end of this movie it, for that. Yeah, it's okay. Like uh, it is not worth waiting all that time just to see that ant playing the drum kit when that is in the trailer. Yeah, but wait for the first one. Yeah, watch watch the first end credit sequence, yeah, but do not wait for the second one because it is just that ant playing drums. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's not really much else to say. I had a blast. I'll happily watch it again. Yeah. Um, it was funny. It was enjoyable. It was a good night at the cinema. There you go. Um, and that was Raptors in the Kitchen. So, well, I, I watched End of the Dragon last night. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to go into it because the film's from fucking 1973 and you all know what End of the Dragon is. But I would suggest if you have not seen it and if you've not watched it in a long time, give it a go. It still holds up. It's still enjoyable to watch Bruce Lee kick people in the face. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Next week, or rather this week, should I mean, say. Is that all you've got to say about End of the Dragon? Was that, I thought... End of the Dragon is what it is. I don't know. I think End of the Dragon is a film I would imagine people that are listening to this will be familiar with. Yeah. Uh, it's a Bruce Lee kung fu movie from 1973. It kind of sparked off the the kung fu phase, uh, kung, fu, kung fu craze mm-hmm. uh, within the cinema. Um... It's got Bruce Lee, uh, Jim Kelly, John Saxon, uh, John Saxon as a karate man, which is ridiculous. Bo uh, Young as just a hard man who is mental. Is it in that one he, he cradles a guy and crushes his spine? Yeah, I was watching that. Go, I was watching that going. What is he actually doing, that guy? Because he, he's, he's just kind of he's got his like, mad face yeah, on. Like, like he's supposed to he's supposed to be crushing his spine, but it it, it just looks like he's kind of cradling him. Yeah. What what is the James Bond movie where Sean Connery goes to Japan? Oh, you know, twice. twice. Did that come out before or after End of the Dragon? Is oh, it not well, before? That's the sixties. Yeah, we're talking. Is it not like a whole sequence that's pretty much the same as that though? Where like he's at one of the martial arts training schools? Yeah, because he's hiding there. Right. Because remember that they they. Well, oh, no, because it's not it's not really the same at all. Is it not? Because no. End of the Dragon. Uh, is set on Mr. Han's Island where they're having a uh, tournament. A it's more like Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yeah. Mortal Kombat is a remake of End of the yeah. Dragon. Whereas in You Only Live Twice, we are led to believe that Sean Connery could uh, live be in this... Japanese. Yeah, and live in this village and be Japanese. <laughs> Do you think that's why Mortal Kombat is like, the best video game movie? Because it's based on End of the Dragon, basically? Well, Rampage is the best video game movie. I mean, that's <laughs> not true, though. Mortal Kombat isn't the best video game movie. No, the best one is actually Final Fantasy Spirits Within, but let's move on. <laughs> That's not a conversation I am willing to have, yeah. let's be honest. Well, anyway. Actually, oh. just one other thing about the dragon. There's this amazing bit where he fights Bob Wall. Mm. Bob Wall was the the American karate champion at the time, and he's portrayed as this amazing big hard man in this. Mm. Bruce Lee knocks his pattern in they bother yeah. and he takes a huff smashes these bottles together yeah. and when he smashes them one of them breaks right up to the nub yeah. and the other one breaks really long so they've had to edit it so they're kind of the same Aye. so he lunges at them Bruce Lee easily kicks him out of his hand knocks him down and he does this jumping double foot stomp uh, he does this when I was watching last night he goes oh he just could have grabbed him yeah. um, 
and you don't see the feet land, but you just get this kind of semi close up of Bruce Lee's face yeah. where he looks like he's ejaculating in his pants. <clears throat> it's yeah. it's glorious. Does he do a sudden turn and let out a big vocal? He just sits there going, That's it. Trembling like <laughs> yeah. it's brilliant. He he must have had like one percent of body fat on him, honestly. Oh, he's unreal. He's ripped. If you had one percent of body fat, would you not be dead? Well, that's I've never. I don't think I've seen anybody look like when you watch Enter the Dragon, as skinny but as ripped as Bruce Lee. He's yeah. got fuck all fat on him. It's unreal. I bet it's still more than you expect. I mean, it's obviously more than one percent. Yeah, but like I bet it's probably more than five. Oh, seven. Let's chuck random numbers out there. (laughs) 8.9. 8.9. Right. Right, well, anyway, this week, the big release, some might say... Apparently that's what 1% body fat looks like. It's mental. Yeah, it's horrible. It actually looks like an Attack on Titan drone. It's grim. Golf. Um, Yeah, the biggest summer event of the... The biggest summer event of the cinema is happening this week where... Jason Statham will be taking on a shark in the Meg. I hope he red cows kicks that guy. That guy. <laughs> hey, I'm calling that guy. That guy. Uh, I'm quite happy. I can't fucking wait for this film, man. I'm gonna have such a blast watching it. Can I like repeat my prediction of how the film is gonna end? Right, here? go. Obviously, this isn't a spoiler because I've not seen it. Right, mm. but like <clears throat> during the course of the film, there will be some form of anti-megalodon device yeah. that they're gonna use. A hard but, like. Point. The guy who is operating it is going to be eaten by the Megalodon with the device. Rain Wilson. And then later on, Statham gets eaten and he sees the device in its stomach and detonates it. So they're doing the Jaws 3 ending? I mean, did he get eaten in Jaws 3? And the end of Jaws 3, is it Dennis? Dennis Dennis Quaid. Quaid. We we spoke about this like a good couple of weeks. Dennis Quaid gets eaten. Is it Dennis Quaid that gets eaten? Uh, I don't know. It's, no, it's not. So, it's, so, it's, it's not. Right. Dennis Quaid's pal gets eaten, but his uh, arm's hanging out because yeah, he's, he's holding in a it. grenade in it. But this is literally because the shark's that big. Like Jason, Jason Statham is going to be inside it when he kills it. But like running about in it, jogging like, about, possibly swimming. A la right. Jonah and the whale. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wait, how's Statham okay. Is he, is he going to run out of the mouth as the explosion is chasing him? Who knows. Who knows? Fucking hell, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my favourite thing about this film, apart from, like, you know, everything about it, is the fact that the, the shark seems to change size. Yeah. Uh, there's no shark. consistency it's to like, it at all. It's fucking massive. massive. It's like fucking uh, Nemo's submarine in the, the League of Extraordinary oh, Gentlemen. What the fuck was that, man? It was like, like a bajillion different sizes every oh, scene in that film. Man. Films. What's your what's your favourite thing where like someone gets swallowed by a, a creature and has to get out of it? Oh, I mean... Star of Guardians 2 is quite good. Yeah, that's pretty good. What about Gears of War when you chainsaw your way out of that worm? That's pretty that good. That is also pretty good, yeah. yeah. Again, that that's a head-scratcher. Same with who you are in, in the, the cast of the Witcher film or TV series. Anyway, join us next week when we'll be talking about the Meg. You can find us at Raptors Podcast oh, that, like on Twitter November, just the thing. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, Raptors yeah. in the Kitchen on Facebook uh, Neil is Scorchy08 uh, Paco is at Paco RUK I'm at Vast Destruction uh, as MD tweeted Pollock that'd be great if he's dead he, he'd <laughs> just, hate it just noise him up he'd hate it uh, <laughs> anyway that'll do us for this week Raptors in the Kitchen